Good morning, coaches. This is your wake-up call. Today is Monday, August 29th, and here's your host, President of Global Sales, Jeff Hill. Sandy, I love it most when you take that big, full breath right before you announce my name, and then it gives Jeff Hill. Uh, it just I, I'm sure everyone else gets chills up and down their spine like I do. You have a very short name. It's hard for me to kind of give it that, like, long, wow. like, Johnny. <laughs> Here's Johnny. We should get on with this call because um, there's okay. a lot more important Hi. things to talk about. Coaches, um, as Sandy just shared that, August 29th. Now, I look at these things maybe in a warped way, but I look at it and I go, are you kidding me? This is the last Monday of August for 2016. It's the last, this last Monday in the year. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to make it count? And we know that every second counts. You don't get time over again. So I hope as you jump on this call this morning, Monday morning, that uh, you come with some resolve or that you quickly develop resolve to do something meaningful, something substantial um, with the day. Make this this last half a week in August count like like none other. I mean, the reality is is you can change your world. You can get a good start on that. And in fact, the call that we're going to have today, I think, is going to line up perfectly with that theme. And it's all about setting meaningful goals and how you accomplish goals. And we've got a great coach who's going to share that with us today. So um, let's get started. As you know, we always jump onto this call with a few things you need to be aware of. Here's something I'm pretty excited about to start the month of September. We are going to have a surge with Carl Deichler on Thursday, uh, September 1st at 5 o'clock Pacific time. For those that have a tough time doing the math, that's 8 o'clock Eastern time. It's going to be 90 minutes of of just some great insight. And we're particularly uh, slanting, if you will, this surge toward the newer coaches that have come in in the last 90, in the last 90 days. It's going to be great for everyone. Uh, but Carl's going to lean his thinking and his comments and where we're going, who we are, what we stand for, who we are as a company uh, to these new coaches, and then spend some time taking some calls from coaches on on how you get started and the power of inviting and sharing this business with people. So it will become very, very real uh, as well for, for you as coaches. So uh, right now, one of the most important things you could is to take out your calendar, take out your phone, uh, write this on the back of your hand, put it on your forehead, write down uh, September 1st, Thursday, from 5 p.m. to 6.30, the most meaningful hour and a half of my life. Well, we hope it just ranks right up there. So make sure you're there. Bring your teams to it. And uh, I think you'll find some – not I think, you will find great value in this call. Now, th this is the last few days of our Team Cup as well, and it matters – uh, to make it matter, to finish strong. And, uh, you know, Sandy last week spent, you know, the last couple of weeks have talked a bit about, you know, the Olympics. And one of the things that, that was, that be, was so clear in my mind time and time again, particularly in the track and field, the track events, you know, when you would watch those sprints, the 100, the 200, the 400, as these guys would come across the finish line, leaning in to that line. And that is a, you know, that's, that's what they would do to win. There were a couple photo finishes where it was the lean that won the race. 
And regardless of where you are in your business right now, lean into this last, this last few days of Team Cup and, and into the month. And one of the reasons why that's important is that even with the surge and with this Team Beachbody Cup is that the following week, um, on the 5th, we are going to be uh, starting the Beachbody Health Bet, which is, you know, is, is a, a cool thing from the standpoint that, yes, we have this, this great fund, uh, you know, a million dollars plus, um, that those participating in it can, can, can take a share if they post five, if they're on the Challenge Track app, if they post five Shakeology picks and three workouts during the week for each week in the, through October 2nd, um, you can participate and have a share of that. But the purpose behind it, okay, the purpose, the meaning, the opportunity behind that is to invite people into a fitness group and create support and have fun. And by the way, if there's something, a little pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, so be it. But the giant pot of gold is the accountability and the results and the fitness and the, the camaraderie that you develop while you're part of this group. So make sure you're inviting all of your people to that group. And last thing that you need to know is the three-week yoga retreat launches this Wednesday uh, by the end of day. So this is the introductory yoga program that's going to be available exclusively on Beachbody On Demand in the member library. And um, we'll have you learning all of the yoga basics in just 21 days. It's going to be, I think, just really a, a great program. So you just need to head over to Coach Breaking News to find out all the tools that will help you prepare for this launch as well. So stay tuned there. So with those pieces, you are fully armed and ready to hear the recognition for this last week. With that, I'm going to toss it over to Darren Ashby. Darren? Good morning, Jeff, and good morning, coaches. <laughs> well, the last three days of August are upon us, and I hope your team has been successful in the Team Cup. You have three days left to reach your goals, so good luck. Now, here are some coaches that have been reaching their goals, starting with our newest Star Diamond coaches. Congratulations to Rebecca Becker from Canada, Jennifer Bernier, Michael Bolanz, Jeffrey Brewer, Stephanie Brewster, Maria Candelo, Amber Dimate, sorry, Ashley DeWeese from Canada, Trina Dingman, Darcy Fallen, in a secondary CBC, Joelle Matson, Kimberly McClowski, and Molly Urban. Now for our new two-star diamonds this week, the first one from Canada, congratulations, Martin Barbie, Kelly Brown, in a secondary CBC, Rhonda Race, Sarah Showers, in a secondary CBC, Ruth Schrauner, and Anna Vandervluck. Our newest five-star diamonds. We've got two today. And the first one jumping all the way from star diamond to five-star diamond. Congratulations to Kelly France. And our second new five-star diamond this week. Congratulations goes to Kyla Swan. Now, our new six-star diamonds. We've got three this week. Congratulations to Amber Kuyper, Meredith Snow, and Lindsay Hay. And, coaches, we have a new eight-star diamond coach this week all the way from Canada. Congratulations to Rosa Friesen. All right. That's it for our rank advancements this week. Now on to the daily Beachbody Challenge winners for August 15th through the 24th. Each of these coaches won $500. We have Christina Fritz, Stephen Dickinson, Shelley Bogenschutz, G uh, let's see, Giles LeBlanc, Felicia Hoffman, Sean McKinney, and Heather Stanley. 
and our top success club point earners this week. Congratulations to Corrine Jarmain, Melissa St. Laurent, Signe Williams, Melanie Pachot, and Danielle Prestjohn. Our top recruiters this week, Ashley Smith, Karine Jarmain, Evie Morales, Vanessa Boulet, Brianna Headley, and Angela Brennan. And finally, our top challenge pack sales for the week. Congratulations to Karine Jarmain, Melissa St. Laurent, Signe Williams, Melanie Pachot, and Danielle Prestjohn. And that is it for today. Another week in the books. Congratulations once again to everyone on the call. And like always, please make it a fantastic week. All right. Take it away, Jeff. Darren, nice job as always. Darren is one of the most talented guys um, that I know in the world. He is creative. He is a good guy. And uh, he cares and just, just a world-class guy. So it's always fun to have him just share these. But deeper than that, to know who he is as an individual. So, coaches, this morning, um, we have a great coach on the line for you today. And uh, we're really going to be talking about, about goals and about accountability and, and things that you can do now to move your business forward. And, sh- and she's going to share some great principles and some specifics. Uh, to really move this business forward. She joined the business back in May of 2011, so she's been around a few years. I had the opportunity, actually, to travel with her and a group of others on the Elite 10 trip to France, which was really fun to get to know her a little bit better. She is a three-time elite coach, a 2015 elite coach last year. She's a Success Club All-Star legend, which means she has over 24 consecutive months in Success Club. And again, the key there is just the power of consistency that leads up uh, to, to, that creates great results. She's an organizational leader on the leadership ladder. Uh, she is from, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce this, but I think it's Dunedin, Florida, superstar diamond coach, Lindsay Stay. Lindsay, are you there? Yes, Jeff, I am here. <laughs> well, that's reassuring to know. Well, Lindsay, first off, uh, you've been in the business, uh, Team Beach Body Coach, for about five years. Congratulations on, on really what I would consider to be some, some pretty incredible success in the business. Thank you so much. It's been amazing. Well, success doesn't come without uh, a lot of lessons, and I know we're going to get into that in just a minute. But so five years ago, a little over five years ago, uh, somehow, some way, you made a decision or were motivated to become a Beach Body Coach. What, how did that come to be? Well, it was after a very eventful life, to be honest with you. I share my past very publicly in hopes to inspire others and to show them that our past does not have to define our future. So being here on the call today is such an honor. For the majority of my life, and since I was very young, I struggled in big ways. And I grew up sad and angry, and I had this overwhelming feeling of void in my life. My dad passed away when I was two, so my mom, she had to work a lot. She was gone, like, almost every night, and we were asleep by the time she got home. So my sisters and I, we were home alone quite a bit, and we were unmonitored. And I started making some pretty poor choices. I developed an alcohol addiction in my early teens, and I continued a reckless lifestyle for over 10 years. I made a ton of mistakes, and I got in a lot of trouble, and I still wasn't learning how to live better. After I graduated high school and while all my friends, they were going off to college, I went straight to the hospitality industry, and I started waiting tables. And that directionless living, it continued. The longer I lived in addiction, the scarier it became. I continued getting into trouble, 
And there were a few times when I actually contemplated taking my own life. I was literally filled with sadness, but I wasn't ever sure why. My mom, she was actually the first person to introduce me to Beachbody. I was about 19, and she bought me hip-hop abs. It was an attempt to get me excited about dance and exercise and life, I'm sure. And I'd love to say that hip-hop abs changed my life, but it actually took a few more years. I did finally stop drinking alcohol. I was 25. I had hit rock bottom as I knew it, and I was ready to start taking care of my body. I met a guy who's now my husband, and he lent me insanity. And I did that workout every day in my living room. I mean, I couldn't believe how hard it was. I had never experienced a workout so hard. But I liked it, and I was proud of myself for doing it. So I did what every normal person does, even back in 2011, and I started posting my workouts on Facebook. And I had a friend I used to work with. He reached out to me, and he told me his wife actually hosted fit clubs using Insanity and other Beachbody programs. And I believe I said, why would I drive to another city to work out when I can do it right here in my living room? So I wasn't exactly sold on fit clubs, but that seed was planted, and I started watching his wife's Facebook post. And I was interested in what my coach was doing, but I was super confused. She was working out, she was going on trips, and she looked like she was happy and having fun. So when she told me about the coaching opportunity, I was pretty much on board already. She didn't have to convince me, and I wasn't skeptical. I was pretty much a dream coach sign-up. I said, I'm in. Now what do I have to do? At this time, I was about one year into recovery from my alcohol addiction. I had three failed attempts at college and no specific trades or skills that would employ me. I was ready. The week I decided to become a coach was the week I found out I was pregnant with my first baby. I guess you could say my back was against the wall, and I had no backup plan. But I had a choice, and I made myself a promise that I wasn't going to return to the hospitality industry after I had my baby. I wanted to break that cycle. So then that really became kind of the, the I guess, the, the moment of truth, if you will, to say, okay, I, you know, my back's against the wall. This is something I'm, 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 I'm going to go for. And that was kind of the moment, I guess. Absolutely. Wow. Well, so as, as you jumped into the business then, um, was there a, again, you know, we talk about the, you know, that moment, the aha moment or, or the process. Did you have one of those in, in your career? Well, it wasn't so much as like a specific point or a turning point as much as it was a tipping point. It was when my consistent efforts finally compounded into visible results. That's when everything changed. I mean, I always believed in our business, but I didn't necessarily believe that I had what it took to create real success. My belief in myself was shaken pretty early on. For the first two years, really, I spent a great deal of my business thinking that I was lacking. I saw my peers passing me in rank, in various achievements, and success as I was perceiving it at the time. And I started thinking I was flawed and not good enough and mediocre at best. But one thing that I latched onto and I'm so thankful for was the vital behavior of personal development. Man, it teaches us so much about our life and ourselves, but not only how to build a business, but how to let failures build character and how to overcome obstacles that we will no doubt face. It told me to keep my eyes on my own business and to stop stealing my joy by comparing my efforts to others. It taught me fortitude, to press on when things got tough. I learned it's okay to look to others for inspiration, but not to weigh my progress against theirs. I think there was a major shift when I finally realized that I came into my business at my own place and time, and it didn't make any sense to compare my journey to anyone else's. I wasn't competing with anyone, and I didn't need to prove myself. And when I understood those things, it allowed me to drop my excuses and just go for it. And I wanted to go for it, not so I could become the best, 
but because I wanted and needed to create change in my life. And that was a quite freeing moment. Well, it, it then, I mean, there's probably ten sermons, if you will, in, in, in what you just shared about believing and comparing and, and those. But, and I think maybe the most powerful one, though, I think for people is there is a bit of a journey. And there's, there's a, an accumulation of experiences and moments, if you will, that can come together to create, like you said, that, that tipping point. But only if you take the time to really identify them. As such, so I think being thoughtful about this is is really key. Well, listen, Lindsay, we got to we want to jump into the core of of this call along the along the road here. You've had to you've had a lot of success, elite coach, uh, three years. You're a superstar diamond coach, and and that didn't come without some push and some effort, but also some clarifying mm-hmm. goals. And so let's talk a little bit about that and how new coaches can identify goals and do some things that can help them move their business forward. All right. Sounds great. Well, when I started my Beachbody business, I was so excited. I mean, I literally thought I was going to build this huge organization with minimal effort, and everyone I talked to was going to love what I had to say, and of course they'd want to join. I mean, why wouldn't they, right? Uh, Can you say I had an awakening? I mean, I obviously came upon some resistance, and we all will, But in the beginning, when I heard way more no's than yeses, I had to have a big reason not to quit. I've had to make the decision to stick it out so many times. I actually found myself in a really peculiar situation last year. I had reached a point where I had accomplished all of my major goals, and I made the mistake of not having something else to work towards. Because of this, I lost my drive and motivation. I took my focus off of the bigger picture, and because I was no longer motivated by what else I could gain, I knew in order to be fulfilled, I had to keep investing in my coaches and my customers and their success. I had to focus on helping others and giving back. And when it gets hard, I don't think about quitting. I think about how can I do it better. And when I ask myself, why do I continue? Why do I stay? I stay because I believe in what I'm doing and our mission as a company. I stay for that next challenger and for that next coach who actually does something with their business. I stay because I believe in my dreams. But to create that same power, I had to keep setting goals that inspired me. And that's really what I want to share today. All right, so i got four tips on how I set purposeful goals to keep me focused and from throwing in the towel. And the number one point is to set goals based on what you want and not what you think you can do. We put these ceilings on ourselves and put limits on our abilities, and we believe we can do far less than we actually are capable of. And for me, This was a learned behavior that started at a very young age. Reaching lofty goals, that takes truly believing in incredible possibilities, but mostly in believing in ourselves. It takes intentional action to break the limiting mindset. I think when we're able to break through that barrier and actually see ourselves making a difference and adding value and helping others, that's when things get exciting. That's when our momentum starts to build. When I was a new coach, anytime I heard success club, I'd think, Oh, that must be for a a club for a certain group of coaches or those more successful people. I can clearly remember thinking, I'm going to build my business, but I probably won't ever be in that success club thing. And the same thing went for Elite. It took me two years to write Elite Coach as a goal because I didn't think I could do it. And I watched my peers become Elite Coaches. That's when I learned i got to set goals based on what I want, even the lofty ones, and stop giving myself these disclaimers and making excuses. I found that in order to grow, I'd have to set goals that stretched me and pushed me outside of my comfort zone. 
And I decided I didn't care if I failed. I had to go for it, and I had to dream big. And I'd like to remind my team, it's okay to want a bigger house and a better car and to take your family on vacation. It's okay to want more out of life, and it's so fun to set goals based on our own personal success. But like all things, there has to be a balance. And I encourage my team to include goals that are outwardly focused, which brings me to my second tip. Set goals around helping others. I'm a beachbody lifer. I made that decision to be all in from the very beginning. But with that decision came the understanding that life happens, business changes, people quit, and goals are missed. I've had to adjust my goals a lot. When I had given everything I had to reach a certain rank and I kept missing it, I felt defeated, and coaching started to become unfun. But instead of giving up or throwing in the towel, I just had to look at my life, to look at my business, and recenter my purpose. I had to find that joy in coaching again. And to do that, I had to realign my goals. So I got crystal clear on what I was going to do to stick it out. I opened up my personal development. I started reading. I started digging deep. And I realized I'm here to pay this forward, to give this gift away, to help others reach their goals. I started setting goals on how I could help others. If I had written down that I was becoming a coach to be a 15-star diamond, and that was my big goal and my why, and the only thing I focused on was reaching that goal, after three years of working towards it and not hitting it, that could have completely derailed me. If I had set goals based solely around my rank and business achievements, and if I didn't tap it to a bigger goal, something bigger than me, I might not have had the fortitude to continue striving for it. Everything I have done in my business was for a bigger reason, and I set it up this way because I had a track record of quitting on myself, and I didn't want to leave my success to chance. I purposely set goals that called me to do more, that were above me and beyond me and outside of just my own personal gain. I make it a point to set goals that are not about me, which is easy to do considering we are in a people-helping business, but it's also easy to blur our mission. When I did finally make Success Club a goal of mine, I was still basing it on points and not people, and I was doing it wrong. And this taught me a valuable life lesson. When what I'm doing isn't working, I need to change either what I'm doing or how I'm doing it. And in this case, I needed to change my thinking. I started to set goals on how many lives I could change versus how many points I could get. I also set goals outside of my business to include organizations and causes that matter to me. And I ask my coaches to do the same. As humans, we want to grow and contribute in life. And when we aren't doing those two things, we can quickly find ourselves unfulfilled, successful, but unhappy. Giving to others who aren't giving me anything in return has been one of the most incredible blessings I've gained through my business. And after setting these goals and falling in love with them, I want to make sure I reach them. So I implemented a very real and practical action step, which is point number three. Write them down. Groundbreaking, right? Look, we've all been told an unwritten goal is just a dream. And I found this to be so true. We have to put pen to paper. The physical act alone of writing out the goal makes it real and tangible. But I also use some guidelines. When writing out my goals, I want to be specific and targeted. I want to know exactly what I'm working towards. When we have a specific goal, our brain starts to align our actions to meet our expectations. And we start seeking out opportunities to reach our goal. I think about a laser instead of a flashlight. The more direct I can be, the better chance I have of reaching it. And I write my goals in the present tense. Using words like I will or I hope to or I plan to, that gives me an out. Those words aren't strong enough. Remember, whatever follows I am will be. 
So get bold, get serious, and be confident in your verbiage. I write my goals in the present tense and the positive tense, and I give them my deadline. Deadlines give us a sense of urgency, and they switch us into action. They give us a time frame that keeps us on track. I use my deadlines to keep me accountable to my goal. I ask my coaches, write out your goals and send them to me. And I want them to think of their ideal life. How does it look? How does it feel? Where do they live? What are they doing? I want all the details because I want them to get excited and build belief and momentum behind their goals. Whatever energy we put in is the energy we get out. And I want their goals to propel them and energize them and ultimately get them out of bed each morning. And even when writing our goals and being super excited about them, there can still be a very real doubt lingering around that can only be quieted by taking action. So point number four, we got to take action and believe it can be done. From the beginning, I have invested my time and efforts believing that my actions would be rewarded. It's easy to start sowing seeds of disbelief, especially when you aren't seeing the fruits of your labor right away. But I made a commitment that no matter how long it took, I would press on knowing that my goals would come to fruition. I keep my goals in front of me at all times, so I'm constantly reminded what I am working for. I place them where I can see them. I created a board of all my goals, and I hung it in my bedroom. I made my goals literally the first thing I would see each morning and the last thing I would see each night. I spent time each day envisioning my goals and affirming that I would become, have, do, and achieve everything on my board. If we keep our goals inside, silently planning to surprise everyone, not only do we take away any sense of accountability, but we rob ourselves of that energy that comes with sharing our big, scary, and fun goals. So I made proclaiming my goals to others a must-action step in goal setting. This is actually my favorite part, and it's often the part that no one wants to do. I mean, who wants to get vulnerable and put themselves out there and chance failing in front of everyone? I didn't at first, but I also missed out on a lot of cool things that I have done. So I decided I'd rather try and fail than not try at all. And through the failures, I was able to accomplish a lot. I asked my coaches, walk up to a family member someone that you love and respect, look them in the eye and proclaim your goals, the big ones that really matter. This is skin in the game and the ultimate accountability. I remember clearly walking up to my mom and telling her, I was going to make X amount of dollars each week, and I was going to take care of her. I did this to hold myself accountable and to do what I said I was going to do, because it would have been much harder to go back and say, I'm sorry, Mom, I didn't do it. I gave up. I guess you're on your own. And I just couldn't do that. Involving my family gave me the excitement and energy to take daily action. Hey, Jeff, that's my four points. Hey. So let let me do a quick recap on this because I think I was going to stop here and I thought, you know what, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you go through these because I think what's, what's really powerful on this is you know, sometimes it's easy – I, let me back up one half a step, I guess. Sometimes we look at goals, and it's like you said, we want to – we set goals for somebody else. And I think your very mm-hmm. first point is so key where you talk about, you know what, you've got to set it for you. It's got to be personal to you. It's got to be something that you want, that you have passion about. Because if you don't, you'll never you'll, – you'll really never succeed uh, because cause it, it's – it, it, you don't have any passion about that, and so I think that's so so great. But then your second point is make it bigger than you, um, and mm-hmm. and I think 
you know, most of us are drawn to this idea of being part of something, being cause-driven, living a life of significance, living a life of, con- of, of contribution where, yes, you want to – there's – you need to get your own life taken care of, but to the extent you can help others, you know, it gets it gets bigger. And all that stuff is really good, um, but then comes, I think, even the toughest part of all is, is, is it's got to get real and as you said, you gotta, you gotta write this, you gotta write it down and articulate what it really looks like and create real clarity. And, you know, that's, that's not an easy thing to do, even as a, you know, even as a coach. When you write down, you know, whatever it is that says, I'm going to earn this, I'm going to achieve this, I'm going to achieve that, there becomes a sense of commitment. That it's that C word, right? But I've always found mm-hmm. that, that that's one of those steps. That's one of the, that's one of the layers of, of success that you've got to put in there in order to be successful. And then probably the toughest of all is, like you said, is, is, is taking action. And, and you know what? Believing it can be done. And I think the only way, the way we develop belief, uh, is by taking action. I mean, it's, it's, when you think about any, any about belief in yourself that belief doesn't come just from reading a book that says hey you're cool you're groovy you're the neatest thing ever you're all that in a bag of chips i mean but you think about it it's when you've gone out and you've tested that and you've discovered your abilities and you've discovered your strengths and you've discovered that you can pull yourself out of tough situations like you have and then gone after it you know and and i think that is a that is a key piece in making that public to other people and Successful coaches, the, the coaches that I've watched, have followed these four steps. And, you know, you may read these in, in you know, any one of a number of places, but it's these critical steps, these fundamentals, uh, that it's, it's the blocking and tackling of a business. And it's one that, as you said, Lindsay, you know, not too, not too long ago, you achieved all of your goals. You know, you were surpassed mm-hmm. them. And then you kind of thought, okay, now I've got to start over. You know, now I've got to redo that same thing again. Now what do I want to do personally? How about, can I contribute at a deeper level? I've got to write those down, and then I've got to go public with those things, and then I've got to go after them. And it, it, it's pretty fundamental, but it is so fundamental to, to success. So I, I just thought you did a, just a super job of articulating what those are and sharing some of the, the benefits of that as, as well. Um, and you're kind of in that place now. I think a little bit of re of recreating, reinventing yourself with this with some of the. Yes, thank you. It absolutely is. Thanks for bringing that yeah. up. I mean, I want to actually just add like a fifth little tip out there, if it's okay with you, Jeff. I just want to sure. say, don't beat yourself up. I'm gonna be really honest with you guys. Through my pregnancy and my new baby, I have slacked. I mean, I'm great at asking my coaches for their goals. But I haven't been doing my own work and keeping myself accountable. So I'd like to take this time to proclaim that I'm going to send my success partner, Mindy Winder, my goals right after this call. Oh, Mindy, <laughs> Mindy, you're not going to be able to move until those those come. But you know what? I mean, I I really respect that, Lindsay, because I think that is you know we know what's going to happen now. And, uh, you know, all eyes are kind of on you. And, and although, you know, it's, it's you and yourself, boy, it, it, there's some accountability there that's helpful. And the other piece is it's great to get buy into your goals. 
It's great to have other people cheering for you and rooting for you and mm-hmm. saying, come on, girl, you can do this. You know, you've been there before. And, uh, you know, it, is a, it can be a lonely business. And so to have a success partner, accountability partner, is, is, is a key, you know, is a key element. Someone that will love you, but someone that will be tough with you. So Exactly. It's not just about a cheerleader. Just Mindy Winder, if she listens to this, she's listening to this call, no, she never takes my phone calls. She'll only deal with me by text. <laughs> So I'm going to have to text her and uh, tell her you got to be particularly tough on Lindsay. Okay, Lindsay, we're, we're about out of we're about out of time. I appreciate the call, but he, just as we as we wrap up here, five years Beachbody, you you know you've been through a few things. Uh, you've obviously succeeded at many at many things. If you were to wrap a bow around this call, wrap a bow around maybe some of the things you've learned or what it's meant to you, how would you share that in in, in just a few short sentences? These, I mean, this business has changed pretty much everything about the way I live and the way I think. I mean, I was, I grew up thinking that I was born to like this certain type of lifestyle and that success was for this particular group of people that I was never going to be one of them. It's when I came into this business, I mean, I started overcoming belief, uh, is that this belief system that I had built up that I wasn't good enough. And I didn't know if I was ever going to do anything in life that would be meaningful or significant. Beachbody's taught me to believe in myself and to work hard for what I want and that I could actually change the course of my life. And if it weren't for this business, I'm not sure if I would have ever learned that success was for the willing. I've been consistent in my health and fitness journey for the first time in my life. And three years ago, my husband came home from his full-time job. So we're both being present, raising our two children, which has broken that cycle that I grew up in. But the biggest thing is my mom. After being widowed at 30 years old, she worked really hard in the restaurant industry for years. She never remarried, and she went without in every way I can possibly imagine, just so we could have whatever we needed. And before Beachbody came into my life, I would rack my brain, like, what is something I can do to be able to give her a better life and pay her back for all those late nights that she worked for us? But I had a very real fear that too much time would pass before I would be able to spoil her the way I wanted. So I'm happy to say in 2014, I was able to retire my mom from her job. She came to work for me as my assistant, and now she's our momager. She helps us run the house, and she spends time with my daughter, and we've had a ton of fun just gifting her trips and surprising her with a new car and taking her on cruises. It's just been a blast, and I think she's actually Beachbody's biggest fan. Well, I, I wonder why. I wonder why. But, you know, that's so that's kind of fun. I, I, I don't know. Would she give her boss good good ratings? I think so. I think so. She would. Okay. She wouldn't like disinherit you or anything like that, or or, or give you. <laughs> well, listen. Hey, just um, maybe ending on a little bit more serious note here. I think that um, coaches, if you put this entire call into context. And, and, and listen to it in its entirety, how we began, or how Lindsay began, not we, but how Lindsay began, um, and how she ended, and what it's meant to her. But what got her there was, was the in-between. And she was very open in sharing, you know, she grew up in a pretty tough way, learned a lot of life's pretty lo- tough lessons, and, and, and could have been have fallen victim to that, could have let that be a great reason why she couldn't succeed um, in, in life. And that could have defined her. And But for her decision to become part of Beachbody, but more importantly than that, more importantly than that, to make a decision and, and, and to have some vision and to create some goals 
and then stick to those, uh, she wouldn't be where she is now, where she can live a life of choice, where she can help people around her uh, and enjoy not just the necessities of life, but the niceties of life. That's what it's about. But it's the work in the middle that creates uh, the results. And I thought you've done a great job of sharing that with us, Lindsay. So thank you so much for jumping on the call. Oh, you're welcome, Jeff, and thanks so much for having me. You bet. Well, listen, coaches, um, I started out this call by saying it is the last Monday in August in 2016. What are you going to do with it? And uh, this was a call about setting goals. And it's not about setting goals as much as it is about accomplishing those goals. Um, and it's, it's uh, I'll go on the sermon another day about the difference between to-do lists and success lists and, and what will create, obviously, the greatest success. But in order to be successful, you do have to set goals and you do have to go after them. Make this a week of pursuing relentlessly, of leaning into your goals, of, as, as Lindy's talked about, about, about action, uh, about taking action on these and not taking yourself so seriously. But uh, I'll just share this. Yesterday uh, we had Carl, Carl Deichler in the, in the office with us in the Utah office all day, and we were doing a bunch of planning for the last quarter of the year and what 2017 looks like. And it the thing that kept coming back was the concept of who we are as a company. And the decisions we were making kept coming back to this concept of, look, we help people deliver real results in their life, to create results. And so long as we stay focused on being real, not taking ourselves too seriously, but on helping people, not just bringing people in and then moving to the next, but on helping people, we will be successful. And that's who you are part of, and that's what you have to adopt. But it happens in taking action and helping people. So, coaches, make this week count. Don't let the rest of this month go by without you finishing the goals you set at the beginning of the month. Do whatever you have to do and build your strength and your belief in yourself because of what you've accomplished. So, Sandy, I went over a little a little over or maybe a lot over, but um, you know what? felt like I had you, so I'll toss it back to you. Thank you, Jeff, and thank you, Lindsay. Great call. Uh, I'm going to post this up very shortly. So here is the replay number you can share. It's 832-225-5065. Make it a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.